Wolf, and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. A big day for the Arizona Cardinals. They introduced their new general manager 24 hours ago. They didn't have a general manager. Now they have Monty Austin Fort, and he is here. He spoke to the media. He spoke to us after that. Paul Calvisi was there. I know this, Wolf, because I heard Paul Calvisi ask the question that I think you and I were both hoping somebody would ask as a follow-up, talking about uh, ego and, and not, not tolerating that, uh, and just one message from top to the bottom. Paul Calvisi is here on the Arizona Sports Line. Polly, what was your initial impression today? You know, I tell you, um, I think we saw someone who's very detail-oriented. Would you guys agree with me? Yeah. Sounded like it, yeah. Yes. And if there's one thing that maybe fell through the cracks last year, attention to details, right? And little things in the NFL are big things and will cost you games. We've seen it in the playoff games. So I think that's one initial takeaway. I mean, how much can you really tell ultimately and ascertain from a press conference? But based on what others have had to say about Monty Austin Ford, including Bill Belichick himself. Uh, he is a, he's a grinder. His attention to detail is elite. And guess what? That is a formula that wins in the NFL. I also like the fact that he said repeatedly that he's his own GM. And that although, yes, he worked 15 years for the Patriots, yes, he just worked with the Titans, he's going to take mm. best practices from other organizations that he likes, but he's going to be his own guy, his own GM, do it the way he sees fit, which, guys, I mean, you know, the Patriot way hasn't worked and beyond Belichick and Tom Brady for the most part because, (laughs) guess what, you're not Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You need to be yourself and hope that formula works in the NFL. So, guess what? That's a great Uh, point, Paul. So those are two things that stood out to me. No, that really is. That is a great point right there. The fact that, yeah, he's going to be his own general manager. He's going to be his own guy. But um, the memory remains, if you know what I mean, Paul, coming from that organization, those 15 years. I'm sure he's learned an awful lot from Bill Belichick and the Patriots in those 15 years. And then, of course, the Tennessee Titans. Having said all of that right now, what kind of coach do you think is going to appeal to Monty after you heard him at the press conference? That's a great question. And you heard him say he's not looking for offense or defense. But if you do go defense, you better have an answer for the quarterback, right, on offense. Yeah. So that defensive candidate better have a home run offensive guy ready to bring in. So, you know, to me – I'm guessing, I'm assuming that they're probably going to be forced to go more of an offensive head coach because of that. But who knows? Um, you know, obviously he's looking at the big picture. He's looking at the long term. Um, you know, and and I think based on what Michael had to say, and he echoed as well, they're looking for a coach who's going to instill accountability. We keep hearing that word again, right? Yeah. Michael even followed up and said that's going to be an emphasis here, and that's based on feedback they got from players. So you can't fix a problem unless you're willing to identify the problem and then do something about it. I mean, look at the Giants and Jacksonville Jaguars having just won playoff games, right? Are those teams radically different than last year's teams that were miserable? Mm. The key was the new leadership, right? And the ability to get what you expected – out of that team, out of that roster. Now, both made a few key acquisitions and so forth. And But look, how many teams 
weren't in the playoffs a year ago. Seven of the 14 teams weren't in the field last year. And five of the 10 teams that hired new coaches made the playoffs this year. So it's doable. It can happen. And Monty Austin Ford saw it for himself. We all did. Week one of 2021 where Cardinals went into Tennessee and jack stomped the AFC number one seed that year. So, okay, how far away is this team? What would a head coach mean? But if they can get that right, and then you can indeed get that direct line of communication between the GM and the head coach. I know talking to people, there's a lot of people on the inside who think, you know what? In any NFL organization, it's that relationship between the head coach and the GM that might be the most vital part and lifeblood of any winning team in the NFL. That's one of the reasons why, Bali, I say it all the time. The most important hire that an owner is going to make is a general manager. It just is. Because he's the guy that's going to hire or be involved in hiring the head coach. He's the guy that's going to bring the players in or, or draft the players. He's the guy that's going to be assembling the team. I think it's the most important hire that an owner is ever going to make. You've got to have that copacetic relationship between the general manager and the head coach, or I don't think it works. And was it not interesting to hear him say, and I'm quoting now, we're going to change the process. I have a system I believe in. Yeah. That's interesting. What does that mean exactly? He went on to say that he's going to use traditional aspects of player evaluation. He's also going to use analytics and those sort of methods. But to me, that's where I think his quiet confidence kicked in. You know, He's humble enough to say, I've never been an NFL GM before. I'm going to lean on other people. But when he started talking about player evaluation, talent and personnel, to me, he just exuded a quiet confidence was home. and competence that he knows what he's looking at, he knows what he's doing. And, and guys, you know, we've talked about this. You know, look, if there's one thing he can do, if he can identify players and bring in playmakers and difference makers, obviously that's the best thing any general manager can do is to bring in those guys who just make plays. Talking to Paul Calvisi, uh, Paulie, you know, it, it, certainly for the last week, it has looked like Michael Bidwell is is ready for some serious change, and he's fed up with the way things went, specifically last season, and I think we all are. Um, so I guess my question to you, and I don't know, expect you to have a definitive answer to this, but when you look at Kyler Murray and you look at the culture that they are attempting to build here now, do you think it's going to be a scenario where they're going to build this culture around Kyler Murray or you build it and then you hope that he fits in, you help him fit in, you whatever, you, he has to conform to what they're doing? Yeah, I get the feeling it's the latter, guys. I, I really do, more so than ever. And, and I, I get the sense they're going to come in and this is the culture and this is the way it's going to be established. And guess what? He's not going to probably be the starting quarterback for the first X number of weeks of this season. So... You know what? That's going to be instituted in large part without him. Mm. That's going to force him to conform. I mean, are you going to ask the whole team sometime in October or November to all of a sudden just morph into Kyler's way? No. So I think it's going to be established minus him. Maybe in some ways it greases the skids a little bit more and it actually makes it a little bit easier to institute a lot of this change. No, that's a good point, Paulie, right there. What about the scouting department, Paul? Did you actually have the opportunity to talk to Monty at all in regard to it? I didn't hear it asked in the press conference, but did you actually hear it? Are they going to make changes in the scouting department going forward? And if so, to what degree? 
I think that's still a great unknown. Somebody sort of hinted and danced around that question towards the end of the press conference. I don't know if you guys carried it in its entirety, and you know he didn't answer it directly. I know there's a lot of people who think, you know what, it's really tough to change out an entire personnel department between now and the draft. If you're going to see significant changes, a lot of times it comes in May and June once you get through the draft. But, yeah, that's, I mean, there were a number of members of the personnel department who were in attendance in the press conference. I'm guessing they're as curious to know as anyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that is a great unknown. But when he says, you know what, I'm going to change the process, I have a system I believe in, is he going to want different people to run that system? Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is definitely to be answered. Or can you go ahead and actually train people to run that system? you got to be a believer. I don't well, know. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. And you know what? Here's a guy who worked from the absolute ground up. He started as some sort of intern, and then he went to area scout, and he just slowly but surely kept climbing through the ranks. So he knows every level, level of a personnel yeah. operation NFL team. So... I mean, if there's anyone who hopefully can teach it and then also can appreciate the ability to change from team to team and position to position, you know, it's someone who spent 25 years doing exactly that. Polly, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. Thanks, Polly. All right, guys. Appreciate it.